Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Stories That Made Us. This week, in the penultimate episode of our first season on creation myths, we bring to you the Zoroastrian and Talmudic stories of our origin. Zoroastrianism, or Mazdayasna, is one of the world's oldest continuously practiced religions with roots dating back to the second millennium BC. It was the state religion for the ancient Persians for almost a thousand years. Zoroastrianism gets its name from the historical Zarathustra or Zoroaster, who was a prophet born in the 6th century BC in Persia, that is present-day Iran. Zoroastrianism as a religion and a way of life, is an inspiration to other Persian and Greco-Roman traditions, especially Mithraism, which is a cult of the Indo-Iranian sun god named Mitra. The religion emphasizes the great duality that is present in the world, the duality of light and dark, of good and evil. The Avesta is the ancient holy scripture of Zoroastrianism. Written in the ancient and difficult Avestan language, it is said Zoroaster himself composed the text, though it was not completed in the form in which we have it now until some 200 years after the Prophet's death. Humata or good thoughts, Hukhsta or good words, and Hurvashta or good deeds are the threefold path of Asha, the core maxim of this wonderful religion. In Zoroastrianism, good transpires for all who do righteous deeds for their own sake, not for the search of a reward. Those who do evil are said to be attacked and confused by the druj or falsehood and are responsible for aligning themselves back to Asha by following this threefold path. The religion stresses the necessity of joining with the good forces of nature. It describes the good as the high god Ahura Mazda, who is the omnipotent and omniscient creator of the universe. Against him stands Angra Mainyu, the god of evil, darkness and destruction. Earth is holy for Zoroastrians, and righteousness and truth are the duty of the believer. Now, several stories of creation exist in the Persian-Iranian tradition. One particularly interesting one is the tale of Yima, the primal human and the king of the Golden Age. Yima, who bears some resemblance to the Indian Vedic god Yama, was created himself by the sun god Vivahan, who is a servant of Ahura Mazda, the good god. The story in the Avesta goes something like this. In the beginning, there was only light, which was the quintessential purity. In this light was the word and the power of nature. The creator Ahura Mazda joined with this word and the power of nature, and in doing so created the world. The world thrived for a while, 
hosting many immortal beings. Eventually, however, it was overwhelmed by the constant multiplication of the immortals. Ahura Mazda saw this and he decided the earth must be enlarged and a new beginning made to unencumber the land. With a firm resolution, he brought the faithful king Yima to his great abode, where the immortal and omniscient god told the king of a flood. I will send a great flood, one like no other, one that will cleanse the world. When Yima looked questioningly and reverently at Ahura Mazda upon hearing these words, the god continued, You are to build a gigantic castle atop the highest mountain. Fill this castle with two of each species, and so protect creation from the flood. Yima listened to Ahura Mazda and did as ordered. Soon enough, the deluge arrived, and the whole world, all except for Yima's castle and its inhabitants, were destroyed. When the water eventually receded, Yima opened his doors. Two of all species came out and went about populating the world once again. Over time, the world was again full of thriving and flourishing people. Talking about creation, the 12th century text Bunda Hissen says, In the beginning, there was just duality that pervaded the universe. Duality in the form of the good or Ahura Mazda and the evil or Angra Mainyu. Now in the beginning, Ahura Mazda had only created a spiritual world rather than a physical one. He did this to foil the evil intention of his adversary, Angra Manye. It was only after 3000 years did Ahura Mazda create the tangible or the physical world. He named this world Getik, and it was a perfect place where existed a perfect animal and a perfect man. The perfect man was called Gayomar. The deity of evil Angramanyu saw this peaceful and loving existence of the first of animal and man and set about creating trouble. It was, after all, his nature to act against the beauty and the good of Ahura Mazda. Now back then, the world was encompassed in a great cosmic shell and was surrounded by the cosmic sea. Angramanyu began stirring the great shell. Soon, the stirring caused so much vibration that the sun began to rotate rather than to stand still. This is how the day and the night began. Moreover, the world back then was flat and fertile. It is due to these vibrations caused by Angra Mainyu that rocks broke through the surface of the air, thereby creating mountains and valleys. The world in the beginning was still and perfect. As mentioned in the Christian story in Genesis, it is the interference of evil in this perfect world that led to the imperfections 
of death, work, and pain. I find it quite interesting that Angra Mainyu, although inadvertently by opposing to the creation, ends up contributing to the creative process. It is, after all, his meddling with an otherwise perfect creation that provides peculiarity and character to its creatures. It is also important to note that in the Zoroastrian myth, there is also an understanding that creation itself contains the means to defeat Angra Mainyu's evil. It gives us hope that we, through our choices, action, and will, possess all the strength, power, and fortitude to defeat the darkness and evil. In the Zoroastrian myth, there is a story of when the first beast and the first human died, they released their sperm from which came about all life, thereby instituting the process by which death and decay could always be overcome. This is why the Zoroastrian myth teaches that people must always support the goodness of creation. They should do this by respecting all creatures and by farming the land and creating children. An interesting point to note is that Zarathustra or Zoroaster the prophet, in his reform of the old Mastian religion that preceded Zoroastrianism, in theory had done away with the mythologies of the old time, paving way for the ideas of duality of evil and good. There existed an early Aryan idea of a pantheon of immoral immortal gods much like the Greek or the Hindu ancient myths. But that was discarded, and emphasis was placed on seeing the world through the lens of light and dark, of good and evil, and doing our best to lend strength to the light by attuning our lives and thoughts to all that is good in the world. Much like the ideas propounded by Christianity, Zoroastrianism believes in the choice presented to all individuals between two sides of the duality. Much like the universe, every individual is defined by the existence of both good and evil, and the internal and external fight all around between the two sides of the duality. In about 350 AD, Official analysis of the Avesta was conducted under the Sasanian Empire. The tale below is a description of creation from that analysis. The Creator made the world in His perfect light and in His way. Called the Endless Form, the creation had two sides. It was made up of the ideal creation and the material creation. The ideal creation was the place of the power of the world. The material creation was the place of the power of nature. The spiritually perfect ideal creation produced the gods of the world, each of whom performed a function necessary to that creation. And in the material creation, 
The Creator brought together two spirits of the power of the word and the power of the nature. This is how it happened. First, mass was made to unite with the spirit of the word to become firmament or sky. In the sky were the heavenly bodies which control material creation. Heat and moisture combined with the spiritual word producing seeds of becoming, of potentiality. Eventually, animals and humans took shape from the power of the becoming. In the 5th century BC, the concept of Ahura Mazda as the creator, the combined power of the two spirits of the original creation developed. Ahura Mazda was sometimes called Ormaz, and his opposite, Angramainyu, was Ahriman. It was written that Ormazd created the finite time, or Zurvan, from infinite time and placed the stars in it to measure its passing. Ahriman, or Angramainyu, was weak during the first 3000 years of the 12,000 years of finite time. But after the next 3000 years, during which the world was made and Adam and Eve were created. Ahriman's powers polluted creation and Ahriman had to be contained in hell. Much of the Christian concept of duality in nature, personified for instance in the temptation of Jesus by Satan, is shared by Christianity and Zoroastrianism. The next story of this episode is that of the Talmud. The Talmud or Shas is a series of rabbinic commentaries on the Jewish law, history and ethics comprised of several segments from approximately 200 to 500 AD. The so-called Babylonian Talmud is composed of the early Mishnah and part of the later Gomorrah. The Palestinian or Jerusalem Talmud is an addition to the Gomorrah. What follows is a creation story from the Babylonian Talmud. At the beginning of creation, the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet appeared before the Creator, each hoping to be chosen at the beginning of his first word. God chose Beth, spoke the word Baruch, or blessed, and so began his work with a blessing. On day one, God made heaven and day and night. When he threw a huge stone into the emptiness that surrounded him, it became the earth. On day two, God created the angels. On day three, the plants and the cedars of Lebanon as well as the material on earth with which to make access to cut down the cedars if they became too tall and proud. On that day, he also created Eden, the paradise, for his future first humans and for the righteous after death. On the fourth day, God created the heavenly bodies. The fifth day was for sea and air creatures including Leviathan and Zin, 
And on the sixth day, he created the beasts. When, that day, God discussed the creation of humans with the angels, some of them were not pleased, seeing the new humans as rivals. In anger, God caused these angels to be consumed by fire. He then sent the angel Gabriel to collect soil from the four corners of the world. God planned to use this soil to create his humans. The earth resisted Gabriel's attempts to collect the soil because the earth knew that the future humans would despoil it. But God reached down and took the soil with which to make Adam the first man and he planned to give the new body a soul. But the angel Samael or Satan and his followers complained about a being other than themselves, a being made of lonely dirt being allowed to have a soul. Once again, God became angry and he threw Satan and his companions to hell. Then God created Adam and breathed life into him. Some say he appeared to be about 20 years old. Adam noticed that all of the animals had mates, but he was alone. So to satisfy him, God created Lilith out of the soil too. But Lilith insisted upon making love on top of Adam rather than allowing him to be on top of her as he wished. And when Adam complained, she scorned his desire to place himself above her in any way since they were both equally made of dust. After speaking the name of God, she disappeared to live among the demons. Now God, sympathizing with Adam, made Eve for him. Adam ruled over the male beasts in the east and north, while Eve ruled the females of the south and west. Adam and Eve were happy, living without clothes, but for shoulder bands bearing the name of God. But Satan and Lilith, as we all know, had other plans for them. In the Talmudic creation myth, we find an extension of the original Genesis account, with more emphasis on the fallen angels that would become important in the Christian mythology as well. The presence of the figure of Lilith reflects a Mesopotamian tradition absorbed, presumably, by the Hebrews in exile in Babylon. Lilith, the Sumerian name being Ninlil or Lilitu, was associated with air by the Sumerians and later with disease and evil-bearing wind. In short, she was a storm demon and clearly the wrong kind of wife for Adam in paradise. Some of her rebellious characteristics, however, will take form in the rebellion of Eve as described in the Genesis. The words that appear before the Creator at the very beginning suggest a creation from chaos, the letters being the unformed potential for the as-yet unformed universe. As elements of creation itself, they imply the sacredness of the word, a sacredness we also find in the creation stories of the Indian Vedic tradition. 
I hope you enjoyed the two stories. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a feedback if you liked what you heard. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram by following the handle at stories tht mde us. That's at stories tht mde us. Email us with questions and comments on the episodes at info.storiesthatmadeus@gmail.com. Finally, help us grow the podcast by sharing it with your friends and family. I will see you again next week for the final episode of the series. Until then, goodbye.